Hi y'all, this is Luz and we wanted to do these special episodes for y'all so that there would be a person behind the voice. If y'all been listening to our episodes so far, then I'm sure you've caught a couple tidbits here and there about our stories, but I'm going to try and make it easy for y'all to piece it all together here. I want to preface this by just saying that I feel like I went to college almost by sheer luck. I wake up every day and I'm truly amazed by how blessed and absolutely lucky I've been to get to where I am. Growing up, I would have never imagined this could be possible. You see all these statistics about what groups go to college and graduate or who are today's CEOs and top executives or whatever. And when you're not part of that majority group, then sometimes it can feel like the odds are stacked against you. But I just want to say that you're not alone. So don't feel afraid to reach out to those that have come before you to lend a helping hand when you need one. So anyways, here's a little bit about me. I'm a Houston, Texas native and I'm very happy to call Aishan home. I'm the second of five kids born to immigrant parents from Mexico and El Salvador, both beautiful countries that I've had the pleasure and privilege to visit. I have a very large extended family, but I'm closer to my mom's side than my dad's. And fun fact, at one point, my siblings and I tried counting all of my grandma's descendants, and we definitely came up to like a 100, and that was many years ago. Now there's great, great grandkids. So who knows what we're up to now. My parents immigrated to the U.S. when they were in their teens or so, and growing up, neither of them spoke English, so naturally, neither did us kids. I had to learn English by the time I was in the fourth grade when classes were no longer being offered in Spanish or ESL. And I'll be honest, I don't really remember how I eventually learned it since I don't really remember having any formal English classes, but I do clearly remember not being able to understand it and actually getting in trouble with a teacher one time when I was asking a classmate for translation and that was definitely not fun. For whatever reason, education wasn't given that much of a value or a priority in my family. Might be because both of my parents grew up in middle of nowhere type branches where even a basic education was not a given. I don't know for sure, but either way, I didn't really ever feel pressure to go to college. I grew up thinking people like me just went to high school and got some sort of hourly or technical job after that because I didn't know anyone that had a career. Uh, If anything, I guess it it was more of an option that was available if anyone wanted to look into it, but nobody had in the past. I feel like I personally sort of stumbled into caring about my education early on because when I was little, and I'm talking about like first grader around that time, kids were mean, and to avoid them, I would focus on schoolwork. Honestly, to this day, I'm not a fan of little kids, probably because of that. So focusing on school became sort of like an outlet where I could be left alone and that worked out just fine for me because the more I focused on school, obviously the better I did and the more teachers saw some sort of potential. By the time I was in eighth grade, my eighth grade algebra teacher, Mr. Cruz, told me during the middle of a presentation I was giving for class that I could be someone and I could grow up and be anything that I wanted. And at the time I was like, what? because nobody had ever said that to me specifically. So that straight up changed my life. And I want to say from then on, I took a more active role with my education because I didn't want to let him down because I didn't want to disappoint him because at the time he was one of my favorite teachers. And looking back, it really is remarkable how much of an impact our teachers can make. So shout out to all the teachers out there that are inspiring the next generation of students. I know it's definitely not an easy job. So I mentioned I was the second kid, so I have 
sister who is only three years older and she was actually the first one in our family to go to college and I'm sure she had a much bumpier road to get to college than I did and honestly I'm not entirely sure what initially got her thinking about going to college but unlike me my older sister loves to talk she is super extroverted so she was going to school she would easily get to know her teachers and she was curious so she would ask questions and I think that's sort of how she ended up getting on teachers radar so that they were able to steer her in the right directions so I have to give my older sister her props for being the guinea pig and starting to lay a foundation for the rest of us when she was in eighth grade, she learned about this summer program called EMSI, which stands for Engineering Math and Science Institute, which was a summer program for HISD students to get exposure and enrichment to engineering, math, and science classes that sometimes make up the typical high school curriculum. And we would also be exposed to SAT curriculum, which started to open up some of those college conversations. So when she was in eighth grade, she applied but didn't get in. So I made sure to apply when I got to the eighth grade. And my grades were a lot better than my sister, so I was able to get in. And up through middle school, I already had an inclination towards math and science. So this became the perfect avenue to further explore those subjects. I used to have to wake up at like 6 a.m. to catch the bus to make it to this private school where the program was being held. And there's nothing like waking up even earlier than the usual school year during the summer break, no less, that screams out nerd, am I right? This ended up being such a blessing, though, because I would take these classes and start to learn some of the material for the classes coming up in the next year, which greatly helped me stay on top of things because my sister also paved the way to a really good public high school here in Houston called Carnegie Vanguard High School, where I also went. And y'all, let me tell you about the school. It was crazy. For one, it was not predominantly Latino like I was used to, so there was a little bit of a culture shock initially. And two, it was full of really smart people. Like, I don't know where these kids had gone to school before, but I certainly felt out of their league at first. It was here at Carnegie where I was really exposed to a lot of students who seemed to have resources and already made plans for college and careers, and these types of plans sounded pretty good to me, so I decided I needed to follow in their footsteps so that I could open the doors to the possibilities for myself. So I had to really buckle down to catch up to all of those students, and this is where I was super thankful for EMSI. I worked really hard in high school, and I was by no means the smartest person in my class, but I can assure you that no one worked harder than I did. Every day, I would tell myself that I would be the valedictorian, which at the time was such a long shot, but it at least helped me stay motivated and gave me something to strive for as I was going through it. However, in what seemed like such a crazy twist at the time, when I was a senior, I found that I was in fact a valedictorian and the first Hispanic one at that. And that has got to be one of the most surreal events in my life. I think it really goes to show how positive thinking and a goal-achieving mindset can truly yield results. I had fellow Hispanic underclassmen come up to me and tell me how proud they were that someone like them could be at the top. And that's when I realized how much representation really matters and how much having a role model can make a difference for those coming up behind me. So being from Houston and not wanting to go too far from home, I applied to Rice University Early Decision and got accepted with basically a full scholarship. Now note, the full scholarship was not because I was special or anything, but simply because I was too poor and Rice being a private school with plenty of money could afford to meet my financial need, which at the time was all it. After I got accepted to Rice, there were some rumors in high school that said I had only gotten in because of affirmative action. And for a long time, I definitely believed that. Nothing like that to really set you up for imposter syndrome. 
So I went off to Rice and had an amazing time while I was there. I got to live on campus for three years and be immersed in the college culture, which was a lot of fun, not to mention super convenient when needing to get to classes and meetings or fit a nap in between classes. I also got a chance to live off campus at an apartment close to Rice during my junior year with my roommate, Sarah, who had been super strategic about finding us an apartment that was close enough to campus to walk to. It was actually right across the Rice graduate student housing, so a Rice shuttle would stop right in front of the apartment to pick up grad students to take them to campus, so that was my usual right too. And also because it was so close to the grad school housing, we managed to pick up the Rice Wi-Fi, which saved us on an internet bill, which was awesome. In terms of classes, I definitely struggled, especially with some of my engineering classes, but I was fortunate to early on get to know people in my major who invited me to their study group, and that made all the difference with helping me get through chemical engineering. I cannot emphasize enough how much study groups can truly make a difference, so I highly, highly recommend. We would go together to professor office hours and TA help sessions or just bounce our ideas off of each other when we were trying to figure out how to solve problem sets. And I'm not going to lie, we definitely had a good share of late nights, but they were much more bearable when you had a group of friends to stay up with and get through it. If you're unsure about how to ask for help for yourself, I definitely recommend checking out our Seeking Help episode on this podcast for some tips on how to get started on that. I also absolutely love being involved in extracurricular activities that were geared to my specific interests. So during my four years at Rice, I was involved with mentoring high school students at some of the local high school here in Houston through the DREAM program. I was also reminded of home and got to meet amazing fellow Latinos, many of whom were also first-gen with Hispanic organizations such as SHIP, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, and ASER, which was the Hispanic Social Club on campus. And I was also able to put some engineering to practice by working on a water distribution project for a rural community in El Salvador with Engineers Without Borders, for which I got the chance to actually travel to El Salvador and serve as a translator for the implementation of a project. I feel like being part of extracurriculars in college really enriched my college experience and absolutely helped me grow as a person more than anything had prior to that. So I definitely advocate for students to be involved in activities that they care about. I also had the opportunity to study abroad one summer, which was so fantastic. I went to Australia and New Zealand and took a rainforest management course where half of our classes were outside in the rainforest. So that was really awesome. Though since financial aid doesn't cover the summers, it was a little trickier to make that one work. So I ended up only being able to afford the first session of the program, which was one month. And I had to get a small loan to cover the expenses, but I made sure to pay that off as soon as possible when I got back with my on-campus job. Funny story, I actually got my on-campus job with the help of my high school biology teacher, Ms. Matsu, from Carnegie, who I ran into while at the New Zealand airport during my study abroad program. She, along with a couple professors from Rice, were running a program geared for teachers and happened to have an open slot for a student assistant to help. So as soon as I got back from my study abroad program, I hopped on and started working for them and did that through the end of my senior year. It was a pretty fun and chill job where I would help get activities together, record lessons, and take photos while brushing up on sub biology while I was at it. 
The other really cool thing I had the chance of doing in college was doing scientific research for the chemistry department. I got to work with a graduate student who was working on her PhD in chemistry, and I helped her make silver nanoparticles of different sizes and shapes so that they could be applied to water treatment and antibacterial applications. And I thought it was super cool, so I would spend my summers in the lab working on that. Anyways, as my college years were coming to an end, I hadn't quite planned what was going to come next or how to get there. My family needed money, so I decided that getting a job would make the most sense, but getting a job proved to be a lesson in of itself. Being a chemical engineering major, it seemed like the obvious choice would be for me to go into oil and gas, but honestly, I didn't have that much of an interest in that field, and I guess the recruiters were able to pick up on that because rejection after rejection after rejection, I was still without a job lined up by the spring of my senior year. Not to mention, my self-esteem had definitely taken a big hit too. Imposter syndrome strikes again. Fortunately, one of my mentors from EOB told me about her company and it sounded like it could be a good fit or at least somewhere good to get started. So with that connection, I was able to land my first job in an environmental consulting company as an environmental engineer here in Houston called GSI Environmental. I've been working at GSI since then as a consultant environmental engineer and I've been able to do a significant amount of field work, which I enjoy and usually involves collecting groundwater and or soil samples for analysis of potential contaminants. I've also been able to lead projects and provide support for a variety of federal and private industry clients that have involved environmental site assessment, remediation system design and research, regulatory and compliance reporting and permitting, and environmental litigation support. And I'll say navigating the corporate slash professional world has been its own adventure with new lessons learned along the way too. And I think that more or less sums up my story for now. And if you're wondering what's next or where do you go from here, well, I'm still working on figuring that out for myself. I'd like to go back and pursue a graduate degree to broaden my skill set so I can continue to give back to the community. What that looks like, I'm not sure yet. I use this podcast to learn from our guests as much as I hope our listeners do. And I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs>